Hi, welcome to Two Talk Sports. I'm Marcus Levy. I'm Matt Murdoch. And this is our pre-fight predictions for UFC 232. UFC 232, a great card filled with many fantastic fights to top off, cap off 2018. I can't wait. Great year of fights. Stay tuned for our uh, top 2018 knockout submissions. We're working on that video. It's going to be out soon. Super excited for that one. We're going to stick to 232 right now. Uh, we're going to focus our attention on the fights in this card that get us super excited for it. Because there's a few. There are quite a few in this one. And we're going to jump into the first one with BJ Penn taking on Ryan Hall at lightweight. Uh, legend BJ Penn has not looked too good in the his... Prodigy, in his prodigy, BJ Penn. Is the prodigy? He's a legend now, but okay. his nickname is the prodigy, but I'm calling him a legend because yeah. lightweight legend. He is, Sometimes you know. Sometimes get things wrong. I yeah. understand. Oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? He's a legend. You're going to try and say he isn't? You're right. Prodigy, legend, you know. We'll, we'll call him the prodigy then. The prodigy BJ Penn has not looked great, though, in his yeah, last yeah, few yeah, fights, yeah, yeah, his yeah. last few outings, you know. No, he's like, 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 think, of Frank, think of the Frank Yeager one. He lost to Dennis Seaver. He, uh... Had a beatdown from uh, Yair. He, uh, I'm excited to see him in the ring, mm-hmm. and they may have found the perfect opponent for him. Uh, that I can agree with 100%, because Ryan Hall hasn't fought since 2016. He uh, is looking to make, make a name off of uh, this former champion, uh, BJ Penn, the prodigy. And uh, <laughs> Penn is looking to bounce back after those three straight losses. But, you know, like you said, it is the, probably the best matchup for Penn, because this is going to look like a good ground this game. Is a, ground... a good ground game matchup that's... Penn's bread and butter. Submission only from Ryan Hall to... First non-Brazilian to win a, a, a championship in the world jiu-jitsu mm-hmm, champion, mm-hmm. Uh, BJ Penn is. Um, so he holds that. Always dangerous when he gets your back. It's those rear naked chokes. That's like almost every one of his wins is by rear naked choke. Mm-hmm. So uh, that being said, I'm going to look for uh, BJ Penn to get the victory in this fight. Oh, Round yeah. two submission. Round two submission. That's okay. what I'm going to say. The submission most likely will be a rear naked choke. But uh, we'll wait and see. What's your pick for that fight? Uh, I, I didn't realize Ryan has been inactive for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, you know, there might be a lot of limelight fighting BJ Penn. Um, Definitely. Might be. There There will be. There will be limelight. Um, and uh, I should have prepared myself with my predictions for tonight. But I'm going to go with the Prodigy as well. I don't see him. I, because it's a ground game, I think they may have to work their work their submission game a bit longer. Let's go for a round three submission. Round three submission for Penn as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned for the next fight. And the next fight we uh, caught our attention was the legend Andre Olofsky versus um, Walt Harris. Everyone likes the Olavsky fight, although he hasn't been performing so well in the last couple. What are your thoughts? Uh, he definitely has underperformed. It's a heavyweight fight. Um, he's been up and down, more down than up, I'd say. Walt Harris got that knockout power. It's a heavyweight fight. you always got to consider like it can end very quickly, very viciously. Um, and Walt Harris is definitely a big, strong man who was able to knock, knock you out. Uh, Andre Olaski has managed to protect his glass chin very, very effectively. He has. Not able to win the decision victories, though. And in this fight, I feel like Walt Harris is going to find that glass chin and put Andre Olaski away. And that is how I see that fight going. Honestly, I don't know how you see it. Andre Olaski's 
39? He's definitely up there in what's, age. I believe that's his Walt? age. Walt? He's in his 30s, too, Walt's if I'm not mistaken. I can well. get that information for you. So again, 35. Yeah, 35. Yes. 39. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the old champ. I'm going to go with Orlovsky. Mm-hmm. Give away? Yeah, I think he... Uh, He's going to go to decision. You think he's going to win yeah, by decision? Yeah, he's not That's the safe bet. I, I can totally see that happen. Yeah, he doesn't have that knockout. He, some people will retain their power, and he doesn't seem to have done that. He's still an amazing all-around tactician. fighter. He's, he's a good tactician. He's got the fight IQ up there. So I see a round three decision. All right, those are our picks for that fight. Stay tuned for the main card. Moving on to the third fight, we have Chad Mendes taking on Alexander Volkanovsky at featherweight, 145. Uh, Mendes... Had came off that two-year suspension and defeated Miles Jury back in July. It was a good showing. Um, now looks to take out another uh, surging featherweight in Volkanovski. Mm-hmm. Volkanovski is looking to go three for three in 2018 after de- defeating Darren Elkins in July as well. This is a fun matchup. Uh, very hard to pick, honestly. Uh, going over both men's records, uh, both standout records. Well, Volkanovski's got the slight better. He only one loss. So in that in that regards, he kind of got my pick. I'm gonna go with him via decision in this fight. What about what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm gonna go with Mendez, mm-hmm. and I think there'll be a lot of ground and pound. I think it's gonna go to decision as well. Uh, round three. All right. Yeah. That's how decisions work. That's how decisions work. <laughs> <laughs> got. <that. laughs> All right. That's round it for that three fight. Decision. The next fight we uh, can't wait to see is Condit after he semi-retired last spring. He did I, say he was I retiring. I don't know if you consider that. I, I don't Definitely consider not. that He's a back in a few months. So. But continue. Semi-retired Condit versus Ch- Michael Ch- Chiesa. Chiesa? Not sure. However you want to say it. However you want to say it. I like it. saying Chiesa, but you can call him Chiesa if you want. Uh, exciting fight. I can't wait to see both men in the ring. I don't know if Condit's going to... Uh, he wasn't doing so well before he retired. Yeah, yeah. As you said, Conant's making his return from his retirement, while Kiesa is making his return from his uh, suing Conor McGregor. <laughs> okay. So uh, both of them are technically making a return. Um, Michael Kiesa probably doesn't have a lot of fans left after the way he's been acting, you know, and from his loss to Kevin Lee to whining about every loss that he's ever had. From Joe Lozon to Kiesa, now he's taken on Condit, who is a fan favorite. Well, he didn't tap. He didn't He's tap. absolutely right, but you know, don't get yourself in that position where a rep can screw you over. That's that's what it comes down yeah. to, really. You know, like two seconds from going unconscious, the same as saying I wasn't knocked out, right? The ref's there to protect no, I you. The ref. I, am I, I can, I, I, can was, I totally get where you're coming yeah. from with that, though. But that's that's besides the point. Uh, my, that's why I don't think Kies is going to have a lot of fans going into this fight. A lot of people will be cheering for Condit. Including me. For sure, I'm cheering for Condit. So, uh, going to the picks, we're going to go with, I'm going to go with Carlos Condit via TKO round one. Not that I don't see Michael Chiesa being able to exploit Condit's... TKO round one. TKO round one. It doesn't matter. Knockout, TKO, same thing. Um, not that I don't see Michael Chiesa being able to take it to the ground and exploit Condit's rather weak uh, back game. He does have some good submissions off his back, Condit, but as far as getting back to his feet, that's where it always seems to be his, his struggle. And... Uh, We'll wait and see what, how the fight goes, but Condit, TKL, Rob on it for me. What about yourself? I am definitely rooting for Condit. I've been a big fan of his for a long time. He's a veteran for sure. Uh, he has a, I do kind of see him pulling him down, though, and pulling off some freaky submission because we've seen a little bit of lack of ground game from Condit in the past. Uh, betting man, fortunately, I'm going to go with Chiesa, round two submission. Round two submission, okay. Yeah. Going with the head, not the heart in this fight. What can you do? Uh, I'd love to see Condit win, though. All right, so you won't be mad either way. No, no. All right, stay tuned for the co-main events.
Moving on to the co-main event of this event, UFC 232, just uh, in case you forgot what we're talking about here. We have Chris Cyborg taking on Amanda Nunes for the women's featherweight 145 pounds title. This, in all regards, is a super fight, a women's title super fight. Arguably, you know? arguably one of the greatest women's fights of all time. Uh, arguably. I, I, can, I can think of another fight because this not a women's fight hasn't gotten me excited since uh, probably Ronda Rousey fighting Holly Holm because uh, that was, sure. in my opinion, her first time fighting another a striker. Arguably one of the greatest women's fights but, of all time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as far as pure technical skill, strength, and ferocity for women, I'd say this is the number one fight for sure because Amanda Nunes, tough as nails, super strong, not a chick I want to get on the bad side of. Hell no. And uh, same, exact same thing with Chris Cyborg, if not even more, because Double she is, no. she is, yeah, the champion for a reason. Both these women are champion for a reason. Uh, Nunes is looking to become the first dual women's champ in uh, UFC history. We've had a lot of dual champs, but now it's the first women's one to try to take that title in uh, multiple weight classes. While Cyborg is just looking for a worthy opponent, honestly, she has uh, had a lot of difficulty just finding someone willing to fight her. Someone who can give her technical skills to fight. You know, Jermaine Duranamy ran away. Holly Holm didn't really show up in her fight, even though that was probably her toughest fight. Uh, last fight was kind of a gimme with that lady. Yeah. I don't remember her name. So, <sighs> like, that's, that's what it comes down to, you know? Like, it's not your fault, dude. It's it's I'm, it's uh, the UFCs and... Uh, what was her who, name? That's kind of... I'll find out for you in a second. Know that. But, uh... Uh, I will be cheering for Nunes on that one, and it's Yana Katsunakia. Yeah. It, was, it was just, like, someone from... Uh, that other organization that they have that's all women fighters. Yeah, she was the champion. For yes, so you can just see the skill gap between these two, two the UFC and uh, I'm a aforementioned little, organization. I'm a little nervous for Amanda. She is a fantastic mixed martial artist, great champion. She's giving up some size in this fight, for sure, moving up in weight class for 145 for her natural like 135. Two women strikers that have their own unique, you know, they bring to the table a little bit different mixed bag of strikes, but... It'll be a, it'll be won't be going to the ground. At least I don't see it going to the ground. And I see Cyborg still having that power, so that she can maybe. Defeat. When you say still having that power, you mean in the later rounds of the fight, or just sorry, like, in general having that power advantage over Nunes. Now I, I uh, agree with you. In the in the starting of this fight, I am going to be worried for Nunes. Like I feel like the power of Cyborg is going to play a huge role in this fight, and she will um, land on her. So she will, and it, it, it comes down to will Nunes how how will Nunes fare in the first two rounds? Because I feel. Round three, round four, round five will be hers. She has the cardio. She has the ability but to she's continue. Moving up and wait, like that's that's true. But at the same time, you're still gonna probably retain your speed. She'll probably come in weighing one forty two or something, maybe even lighter. I don't know. Like we'll wait and see when the when the weigh-ins come in. Um, but as being the smaller fighter, I feel like she's gonna be able to go in those later rounds, and she has. Her last few fights have been all. Five have been five rounders from Valentina to uh, just yeah. guy. Um, but she hasn't been hit with a truck before repeatedly. That, that's that's in round why one and two. That is, so that is like, what I said. You know, with the uh, those first yeah, you're right. Those first two rounds and Three, then four or five could be. That's how I see her winning. That's how I so my pick is Amanda Nunes via decision after decision. losing the first two and then possibly losing the first two and then picking up in the third and fourth yeah. five. All depends on the judges. Very risky pick in my opinion. Let me hear yours. I think Cyborg is going to come in at the top of her game because this is arguably her hardest fight she's ever had. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about her cardio. I'm not. I'm not wor- anyway, 
Let's wrap it up. I think a four, fourth round TKO over Nunes. So you do to see her keeping her power yeah, late in for those do. rounds? I do. Awesome. Well, I like that pick a lot. Uh, those have been both our picks for the co-main, and stay tuned for the main event picks. Moving on to the main event, we got a huge rematch. Tons of fans have been anticipating this for a super long time. Since the first fight happened, we got John Jones making his return after his lengthy suspension, taking on Alexander Gustafson. Arguably a rematch of the greatest UFC fight of all time. Honestly, yeah, that was an amazing fight. First fighter to give Jones problems due to his long body and reach as well. It finally matched him, like, body uh, type. I recall, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I recall a social media Instagram post from that fight when they're both sitting in the hospital with their thumbs up. Yeah, Jones looked a lot worse in that photo. Well, granted, but they were like That's happy combatants. At that moment, in yeah. In the ER room, post-fight. Yeah, you love seeing those kind of things, you know? Like, just thinking back to 231 right after the fact, fight, Max Holly walked up to Brian Ortega and said, we should be friends. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. should be friends, probably. So it's hard to say that if somebody just whooped it, right? <laughs> so yeah, I love seeing those things. Will we see something like that? I doubt it. Jones has kind of evolved into a very different character. Like, as you saw from the pre-fight scr- uh, scrum for this fight, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they already had a little back and forth. Like, Gus is in things he beat Jones in that first decision. So he doesn't... Dana was there to... Yeah, he came running. You know, he's like, I'm money. <laughs> Don't do anything to me. And they both stopped. They both chilled out. You know, he walks away for two seconds, and then that's when the, the scuffle happened. Um, just does nothing but generate interest for this fight, honestly. Sure. Not, not that there isn't already tons of interest because we're super pumped. Um, Jones hasn't been very active, and you know this is his return mm. from uh, his sketchy suspension and everything like that. His yeah. whole release from the whole situation, and everyone knows what we thought about the OSP fight. That yeah, the, oh, it, the Jones the, we were hoping to see. Yeah, when he fought OSP, he definitely uh, opened San Peru. He definitely did not look very good. He definitely showed what what's called that ring rust. Dominic Cruz doesn't believe in ring rust, but I'm sure John Jones does after that performance. And uh, will we see that John Jones, or will we see the John Jones that destroyed Daniel Cormier? I don't know. I'm excited to find out. That's the question to state to tune in for to was see. Was it a juice John Jones, as people speculate? Or will was... we see something different? Um, for me personally, that uh, ring rust I feel is going to affect him a lot. Because it showed in the OSP fight, it didn't stop him from beating OSP. But Gustafson has been very active. Okay, I can't say he's been very active, but he has been active. He's been fighting. His last fight was a, a round five knockout over Glover Teixeira in, round, in 2017, in May 2017. So pretty long ago, and he's been patient, nursing an injury. And now he's excited, got a fight that he wants, and trying to get a title shot for a long time after losing to Cormier. Um, Oh, man, I'm pumped for this fight. That's all I can really say. Gustafson has is, is, is got me pumped for this fight. I'm going to go with him to win via knockout round five, just just based on uh, how Jones struggled. He said he didn't train in the first fight. So I can't, yeah. can't always believe that because, you know, you're, you're, you should be training no matter who your opponent is. Um, the first fight, just based on how much he struggled with him in the first fight and the fact that he's probably going to have ring rust, leads me to believe that Go, Glo, uh, Gustafson, no, I'm saying Glover Texera, Alexander Gustafson will win via knockout in round five. That is my pick. Let me hear yours. Okay, well, I'm hoping Jones reclaims his, you know, his crown, his title as uh, the GOAT, uh, despite... I will say that that leads into many great more fights, whether it be Daniel Cormier, round sure. fight number three, but... but I, think so it does, I think it does more ways. for the sport, honestly, if Jones wins as a whole. Um, it opens up the door to 
DC, the rematches, uh, heavyweight, light heavyweight champ. I, I don't know. It just seems like there's more for, as a fan to see if Jones wins. Uh, is he going to pull off some creative move ne- we've never seen before and catches Alex with some spinning, spinning back God kick. knows what kick? Um, let's cross our fingers that we do see something like that. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be mad. I'll just say that. Like if, if Gus loses by some crazy knockout, the same way Kung uh, Chung Chang Sung Jung, the Korean zombie. Lost via that up yeah, elbow. elbow. I'm a huge Korean zombie fan, but I wasn't mad because it was a beautiful knockout. So. so, you know, I think Jones has to take this second return to the ring very seriously, as in all fighters take their fight seriously. But uh, hopefully he's training his ass off. And he has been training with what he calls the Russian, Ale- the Russian Gustafsson, which is another tall, lanky, blonde guy from Russia to emulate okay. his fighting style. So he's obviously got the right training partners. Let me hear you pick. Come on. Yeah, I think Jones is going to TKO round three. All right. It's a good pick. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been our picks for this card. Uh, stay tuned for uh, our post-fight coverage of this fight after the event happens. And uh, the, our 2018 countdown videos, which are coming around just around the corner. So make sure to stay tuned. These have been our pre-fight predictions for UFC 232. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We'd also like to wish everybody a... Merry Christmas. Definitely. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Kwanzaa. Whatever it is you celebrate, just be safe. Merry out this winter. Um, Don't forget to comment down below your picks for this fight. We want to see what you have to say. Um, Follow us on all of our social medias at 2TalkSports. I post on Instagram all the time. Reach me out there. You can easily get to me. Uh, I'm Marcus Levy. I'm Matt Murdoch. Best of us for the rest of us. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to keep the conversation going with Two Talk Sports. See ya.